Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest tonight loves getting to the heart of a song in order to enchant you, her audience, with the emotion and the message of that song. Jackie Bornstein completed a master's thesis examining the role of arts and music in resolving conflicts and promoting expressive and listening capacities. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Bent Notes, Jackie Bornstein. Welcome back. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. A lovely pleasure indeed, Jackie. It's been a while. <laughs> now, it has been, yeah. Did your thesis conclude that music can play a part in resolving conflicts? Yeah, definitely. It can play different roles at different stages of conflict or rebuilding after conflict. So some of the uh, roles that music can play during conflict, for example, is offering respite. So uh, quite often, even in quite violent conflicts, people will turn to music to try and get some sort of relief from what's going on. They might even turn to music as as some sort of resistance to what's going on too. There, There can be kind of musical protests in times of a violent conflict and they have been throughout history. And also music can be used to um, bring disparate groups together, often uh, getting them to create music together or share music from their different cultures helps to bypass some defences and some anger and can help reach the opponent's heart, I suppose, and help them see the opposing side as, as sharing you know, a similar humanity. So that there are all sorts of different ways that music can help with with conflict and with building relationships. It certainly sounds like there are many of them. Was it easy to find instances and and examples of where music had actually assisted in the process? Yes, very easy. (laughs) It's all over the world, yeah. Is it essentially just for for you in terms of your research, looking to where there might have been a conflict and seeing where music has been used? Gosh, it was a long time ago, but I think about how I actually went about it. I mean, I think you sort of, you know, if you're doing something, when you're doing a thesis, you kind of have to do, you have to start from the academic part first, you know, what's been done before you. So you sort of start to, you you search the academic literature for things on music and and peace and see see if there's anything. and, and, And then you might speak to colleagues in different conflict areas and start to see if they know of anything and that's what led me to Indonesia, actually. I did a case study of the role of, of music in peace building in Indonesia. So a colleague of mine that I'd, I'd worked with at Melbourne University, she'd moved back to Indonesia and was, was working there and running a project where she was trying to build relations between the quite Islamic communities and the local communities who had more traditional local religions and weren't Islamic. She was using music to do that by teaching by teaching these children the music of the local Javanese culture. 
that sounds very, yeah. very interesting and probably worth yeah. uh, a much longer than discussion than what we've got time yeah, for I tonight. Mean, I, yeah, I'm brand, I could go on and on about that. It was, it was very interesting and at times a little bit scary as well for me there. But yes. Yeah, that, 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 that could be a whole program talking Ooh. about that, but yeah. Was there a common thread about the types of music? Did you find that the classical music was more prevalent or jazz or, or the folk music? Uh, no, not at all. No, because it, it, it was really, I suppose, more cultural, culturally specific, you know. So whatever music was relevant to that particular culture where the, where the conflict was or the group where that, where that conflict was was the music that was utilised to, you know, help bring about peace or respite or protest. I suppose that does make sense because it's the music that's, yeah. that's going to mean the most to the people who are actually involved. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, rather than sort of bringing some, something in and saying, yeah, classical is a peaceful music. <laughs> not yet. And was that yeah. the catalyst for you putting together your jazz and social justice project? Definitely was. I mean, I so I I um studied jazz. I sort of I sort of jumped between jazz and psychology and specifically peace psychology and so I'd left jazz for, for a while and focused on the on the peace psychology with my masters and then when I when I returned to music it really was a dream of mine to put that background of peace studies into public performance and musical projects so yes do you have a favorite composer for songs related to social justice have you found that a one or two composers just seem to be prolific in this area? Not really. I don't think so. I mean, for, for people who've been or who are going to come along to see the Jazz and Social Justice Project, it's not necessarily songs that are composed specifically for a social justice theme. It's more about celebrating the, the jazz artists who have taken a stand themselves for social justice or against injustices. And so they might have done that through directly through through a song that specifically addresses some sort of social injustice, like, for example, you know, Vince, Vince Jones wrote Jettison, the famous song Jettison, about, you know, it's really environmentalism. It's about protecting the earth and, and, and putting, putting the earth at the forefront of our consciousness and everything that we do. So that, that's kind of writing a song directly related to a social justice issue. Other, other jazz artists I highlight for the, the stance they've taken on social justice issues. So they've used their position in the spotlight as a jazz artist to perhaps refuse to do something that's unjust. Duke Ellington, you know, refused to let his band members who were black be treated any differently, let's say, and or other people wouldn't perform in segregated venues, things like that. Or they took a stand when something terrible happened, some sort of direct violence towards black people or other groups and use their their place in the spotlight to say, you know, this this is wrong and this shouldn't be done. Nina Simone wrote quite a lot directly on social justice issues. Yes. Um, and very powerfully. Is the show just you getting up there and singing or do we actually get to hear you tell us a little bit about each of these composers or vocalists as we go along? Yeah, I do I do definitely tell you about the artists, how they have contributed to social justice and how their music relates to that. So I, I do quite a lengthy introduction to the pieces and that's, that's the format for, for these shows. 
So not um, only do we get entertained, but we get educated at the same time. You get educated. <laughs> I like the idea. You get educated. You get a nice story that gives context to the music and the artist, what sort of issues were important to them and how they use their music or their position as an artist to take a stand for that particular issue. Now, this is just one of your many projects that you have running. It's coming up very shortly on the 25th of February, a Friday night, at the Hawthorne Town uh-huh. Hall in the Chandelier Room. Yeah, I haven't performed in the Chandelier Room before, so that'll it, be nice. It sounds very fancy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I expect I know, there's a chandelier in that room somewhere. I, there, I believe there is, though. There is. I've seen some photos. <laughs> Marvellous. And who will, who will you have on stage with you that night, Jackie? I'm going to have James Sherlock on guitar, Sam Bates on drums, and who am I having on bass? Nick Haywood. Nick Haywood. Nick Haywood. Oh, excellent. I, I haven't forgotten you, Nick. I've just got a whole lot of big swirling around in my head. <laughs> now, this is one, one of your shows, as I said, Jackie. We've had two years of very frustrating times. Do you have any yeah. other shows coming up in the immediate future? I do. The day before, I have a show, so that's on the 24th of February, that's at Paris Cat Jazz Club. And that one is, I, I call it Shades of Love. Appropriate it's just for my tomorrow. Favorite. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. So if you want a delayed Valentine's or just want to enjoy some nice music, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can come down for that one. And I sort of weave a little story with, with my favorite bossa and swing tunes about all the sort of, the songs are about all the different facets of love, you know, sort of positive and not so positive. Oh, so, sound, sounds marvelous. Yeah, so mm. that's coming up. What else? Uh, 10th of March, I've got another one at Paris Cat called From Paris to Brazil. Oh, that's right. Where I sing, yeah, that's where I sing everything. It's a it's a full um, Portuguese, Spanish and French program, and I do slip in a little bit of English. Oh, I'm pleased to hear well. it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that people, you know, also understand the, the content of the, of the song. But, yeah, so there I'm sharing, you know, sort of universal stories from cultures across the globe, and that, that's with a really, really beautiful uh beautiful band uh, featuring in particular Nathan Slater on guitar. Oh, marvellous. He's a wonderful jazz and, and sort of Brazilian style guitarist. And one more show I'll plug, which is um, <laughs> that's coming up at the Melbourne Recital Centre and this is a new one. Oh, right. Um, this is, yeah, this one I've called Song of Songs. It's me exploring all the different genres that I, that I have and do explore through my musical development through looking at my favourite Jewish composers. Oh, right. It's really just an excuse to sing some of my favourite songs and to sing quite a varied repertoire. So I'll be singing in Yiddish, Hebrew, Portuguese, French and English. Oh, wonderful. And and it's quite a variety of styles of music. So there's, there's quite a bit of jazz, but there's also some Yiddish folk song and some Yemenite a Yemenite song and um, sounds lovely. Yeah. And when's that one, Jackie? That one's April eighth. So a little bit of time to uh, to prepare for that one. Fantastic. For more information about all those shows, including the jazz and social justice coming up on February twenty five, go to the gigs page at Jackie's website, JackieBornstein.com where you'll also find information about a grant that Jackie's been awarded to produce an album of music including female composers and also a book, Australian Women in Jazz. What a wonderful yes. project that is. 
That is a fabulous project, Look. and it's been slightly stalled by COVID, as every, everything, everything else. has in everyone's lives. <laughs> well, let us know um, when that's getting closer, Jackie. I'd love to have a chat to you about that one. I would love to chat to you about that. That's um, it's a very it's very inspiring for me to be taking part in that project and to hear all the wonderful stories and journeys of female Australian jazz artists. I reckon it's going to be something not to be missed at. All. Jackie, it's thank you, thank you so much for chatting tonight. <laughs> Look forward to uh, hearing more from you, both musically and on air, as we chat about different bits and pieces as the year progresses. Let's hope that this year is so much better than the last couple of years we've had. Yep, fingers crossed. My guest on <laughs> Bent Notes has been Melbourne vocalist Jackie Bornstein. You are listening to Joy ninety four point nine. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.